0: From Hollywood, it's time now for... Johnny Dollar.
1: Hi, Johnny. Pat McCracken at Universal Adjustment Bureau. Hi,
0: Patsy. What's
2: on your mind? Had your fortune told lately? Nope, and I don't think I want to. The last time it came true. Oh, what was it? Well, this madam Madame Gaga. I went into a trance or whatever you call it. No and... oh, trance, boys, if you didn't know. Yeah, anyhow, she told me I was going to become an insurance investigator. And I've been stuck with it ever since.
0: <laughs> sad, sad. But now, how'd you like to try your hand as a psychic investigator? Sure What do I do? Uh, Drop over, will you? I'm on my way. America's fabulous freelance insurance investigator... Yours
2: truly, Johnny Dollar. Expense account submitted by Special Investigator Johnny Dollar to the Universal Adjustment Bureau, Hartford, Connecticut. Following is an accounting of expenditures during my investigation of the matter of the medium. Well done. Expense account item one, 115, taxi to the office of Pat McCracken at Universal. I hadn't seen Pat since he'd ruined my Southern California vacation by insisting I tied in with the Johnny Roger matter in the Lamar case, where my expense account, for some uh, strange reason, came out to a right nice figure. I've even included the case of V.O. that I'd sent him for having handed me those investigations. So I didn't know whether he was going to be nice to me or to rub my nose in the dirt. As it turned out, he didn't know either.
0: I don't quite know whether this is going to be another soft touch for that expense account of yours, or a completely crazy one, or a real rub. <laughs> Tommy Green seems to think the latter, though I don't see why particularly. Yeah, who's Tommy Green? Mid Eastern Life down in New York. Oh, but just bill me as usual. Sure, okay. Uh, Tommy says he's run into this sort of thing before, but not on so big a scale. That's why he's worried about it. Pat,
2: you still haven't told me what.
0: Oh. <laughs> Now, one of his clients happens to be a sweet young thing named Carol Sharp, 26 or 7, beautiful, badly spoiled. Mm, I love him that way.
2: What? Uh, nothing. Go on, go on.
0: Uh, yes, yes. Uh, she lives alone in a swank penthouse in the East 50s down there in New York, playgirl. Tommy holds a $110,000 policy on her. Straight life. Beneficiary? Her family, mother, and a couple of kid brothers. No father? No, no. The others live over in Machunk Chunk, PA. That's where her father made the dough that keeps her in the penthouse and keeps the others living well in the old family man. So, what's the problem? Somebody threatening her life? I don't know, Johnny. It depends on what you mean by threatening. She just requested Tommy to change beneficiaries.
2: What's so unusual about that? Well, one of them is to be a man named Tony Ricardo for 30000 oh, oh, so she's fallen for the guy and is making the uh, nice gesture. Uh, maybe. We don't know yet.
0: The other is a so-called medium... Madam Celia, something.
2: uh uh. I've heard it before. Turn the family fortune over to me, and I'll get in touch with dear departed Papa. That's what it looks like
0: from here. She's being took. But how can it be any of our business? Uh, last time Tommy was requested to change a beneficiary to a medium, his hale and hearty young client suddenly turned up dead. And they pinned it on the medium. Mm-hmm. Apparently, this sort of thing goes on quite a bit. So it has Tommy worried. So he asked for you. All right, just what do you want me to do? What do you want to do? Break out the old crystal ball, Pat, and we'll see. Mm
2: -hmm. Expense account item two, transportation, Hartford to New York and the offices of Mid-Eastern, where Tommy Green turned out to be a mild-mannered, thoroughly likable, successful insurance broker. Come in, Mr. Dollar. Glad you could make it. How do, Mr. Green? Sit down, won't you? Thanks. Mm -hmm. I suppose Pat McCracken's told you what's on my mind. Only that you think one of your clients is being taken for the proverbial sleigh ride by some spiritualist. As you no doubt know, Mr. Dollar, spiritualism is a recognized, well-established religion. Sure, of course. However, as in any other, there are charlatans. And some of these mediums, as they call themselves, take literally millions of dollars every year from people by trickery, by producing weird manifestations that appear to be genuinely supernatural. Tell me, I know what you mean. My own mother took a beating from one of those phonies when I was just a kid. You know, promised messages from father after he died. And at 25 bucks a try. Wow. I no wonder you're suspicious of them. And especially of one Madam Celia Morgana Morgana. Have you seen this, uh, madam? No, but I believe you'd better. Mm-hmm. Have you changed what's-her-name Carol Sharp's policy yet? No, but I'm afraid I can't stall her much longer. And you're afraid that once you do change it, Carol ain't going to be long for this world, huh? It's happened before, darling. Yeah. Well, I, I can't just barge in on this Madame Morgana Morgana, announce that I'm an insurance investigator, and then another... Hey, wait a minute. Uh, what's the name of this other beneficiary? Tony Ricardo. Yeah, who is he? All I know is what Carol's told me. Love affair? Yeah. He sounds like a playboy. They do a lot of nightclubbing together. Money? I don't know. Family? I don't know that either. But he's in for thirty dollars 110000 if anything happens to her. If we change the policy. How are you going to start? Well, if this Carol Sharp is all Pat McRaggan says she is, this case could have a very pleasant beginning. I stuck around with Tommy Green long enough to listen to him verify what Pat had said about Carol's family, wealth, etc. Take a look at a snapshot of her and get her address. Item 3 taxi to the Bell Towers at 614 East 52nd Street, a magnificent modern apartment hotel at the edge of the East River. Real swank. The place even had its own private docks with several well-kept cruisers tied up and even a small seaplane. Had I warn you, this expense account ain't going to be small. Yes, may I help you, sir? Yes, you can. I'd uh, like a small apartment for a few days. Are you alone, sir? Yes, Well, we still have a small five-room penthouse suite for $1,500 a month. Huh? With complete maid service, of course. Oh, of course. And on a minimum one-year lease, of course. Look, all I want is a bedroom, living room type of thing, and I may be here only a week or so. Oh, well, in that case, I'm afraid there's nothing we can do for you unless... Tell me, sir, do you have any recommendations from any of our tenants? Look, I'm an insurance investigator. Here, my card. Oh, and I want something as close as possible to Miss Carol Sharp's apartment. But I don't want to have to rob for A private deaths. investigator, did you say? Yeah, that'll do. Oh, dear. Surely Miss Sharp can't be in any kind of. Uh, think what it would mean to our reputation, uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Uh, oh, Mr. Dollar. Stop worrying, will you? She isn't in any kind of trouble yet. But for reasons that, uh, well, they don't particularly concern you, I need to be as close to her as I can Ah, her. what a pleasant thought. And if for the same I... reason, I don't want her to know what my business here is. Of course. Believe me, Mr. Dollar, I'm the very soul of discretion. Good. See that you stay that way. Now, have you got a room or two for me? Oh, let me see. Now, she's in Penthouse A on floor 12. Hmm. There is a two-room on ten. Very nice at 325 a week. With uh, complete service, of course. Okay, I'll take it. Very well, just sign this card, please. And, uh, oh, dear, I'm afraid I must have a week in advance. Oh, sure, sure. What's a measly 325 bucks? <laughs> when the two bellboys who carried up my two bags at a buck apiece settled me in 1013, I must admit the place looked almost worth a ten. Tastefully furnished, spit and polished clean, with a plate glass panorama view of the bustling East River yeah, I wish for a moment that I could afford this sort of lodging. First thing I did was telephone to an old pal.
1: Detective Division, Sergeant Singer.
2: Hey, look, Sarge, I need a rundown on the dirty crook. Well, who's speaking, please? He's going around acting like an insurance dick, but he's a crook. Oh, what's his name? Dollar, Johnny Dollar. And I tell you, that punk is as crooked as they Don't go any can. further. We know all about him. We got word here in New York that we'll put a stake out on him the minute we spot his hideout. That copper I can give you. <laughs> Good, Johnny, just where you stand. <laughs> Hi, you all reprobate. I'm at the Towers. East 52nd. The
1: tower? Uh, expense account, huh? How'd you
2: guess? I want to see you. In exactly 21 minutes, I'll punch the time clock and be over. Room 1013. Right. Oh, and uh, be sure it's with soda. Easy, boy. Give you any encouragement, you'll want to name the brand of scotch. <laughs> Item 4
1: 1220
2: One bottle of scotch and setups for two. Sure, Johnny. her from when I was doing a nightclub beat. And she's lived in town for quite a while, huh? Yeah, a couple of years at least. How much do you know about her, Randy? Mm, not much. Uh, she's loaded. Throws her money around like it's confetti. Yeah, figured that. When I found her staying here, finally left it to her. Mm, coal miner, wasn't he? Owned a big colliery in Frankville, Pennsylvania, somewhere near Machunk. Well, it must have paid off good in the old days. Uh, but tell me, what's uh, You want to give me a refill? Yeah, sure. Ever hear of a Madame Senior Morgana Morgana? Huh! I've chased that blousy old phony from one end of the island to the other. I looked into the crystal ball, and I see into the past, the present, the future, and into your pocketbook. Yeah, and man, she could. I think she's operating somewhere over on the Jersey side now. Oh, yeah. Thanks. But she's still operating. Operating with real class. Last time we picked her up and kicked her out. How do you mean? Nice apartment over here on the east side. Classy clientele. hmm Say, hey, is uh, Carol Sharp hooked by her? Pears so. Just how does she work? Well, the usual way the phonies do, goes into a trance, writhes around like a seasick rattlesnake, and then gives with the voices. Voices? You know, speaks with the tongues of the departed. Hey, look, where's the money angle, mister? Well, she makes like the trances cause her a great agony of body and mind. Starts with the pitch about doctor bills, and the more clients can afford the more they pay. And they don't get wise? Yeah, she's smart. Works it like a serial story, you know, continued next week. No, I don't know. Brief me. Well, at each seance, she tells them just enough to whet their appetite for more, leads right up to the next hot bit of information, has them hanging on every word, then bingo, the trance is over. Oh. However, if you come back next week when I recover my strength, <laughs> so they pay her off and then back a week later to play games with her again? I don't know. Seems pretty obvious to me. Well, that's because you've never attended a seance run by an artist at it. Hey, why don't you? I think I will. I'll see what I can dig up for you. You mean there are still some going on around town? Some... <laughs> Dozens, hundreds, probably. Kick them out of one place, they move to another, unless you can tie a serious rap on them. Which reminds me, Tommy Green told yeah, me... Yeah, yeah, I handled that one myself, from Madame Gabor Chernarsky Got a sweet old man to sign over his fortune and had him knocked off. Oh, that's a dirty rack. Yeah, religion, science, the professions, they all leave an open door to the racketeers, I guess. Okay, set up a seance for me, Randy. In the meantime, yeah? run me a make on Tony Ricardo, will you? Yeah, he's the other one Carol Sharp wants to name as a beneficiary. Besides the medium? Yeah. Beneficiary of a whopping big life policy. (laughs) Okay, good, Johnny. I'll call you later. While I took my time showering and changing clothes, I racked my brain trying to cook up a smooth way to meet Carol Sharp. Under no circumstances did I want her to suspect a reason behind my interest in her, at least not for the present. Requisite number one, then, meet the gal. I was just tying my time when the phone rang. Johnny Dollar. Randy, Johnny. Oh, hi, Rand. Set up a date with a medium? Yeah, for tonight, but that's not what I'm calling about. Johnny, I could write a book for you. Huh? On Tony Ricardo, and I don't think you'd like it. You seen him yet? No, but I will as soon as I can locate him. Well, if he finds out what you're working on, he'll locate you. Fine. Yeah, just be sure you see him first, and that you're carrying a gun. Thanks, Randy. Johnny Dollar. Randy
1: Singer at headquarters, Johnny.
2: Oh, hi. More information on Tony Ricardo?
1: Only what I told you before. Look out for him.
2: Randy, that doesn't sound like anybody that a gal like Carol Sharp would be associated with. Who knows? For a cut of her money, most anybody would be willing to act like a nice old coot. Until he got his hands on it. Yeah, I know what you mean. But now I thought you were going to set up a seance for me. Or couldn't you find a crystal ball?
1: I'm working on it. I'll call you. Yeah,
2: do that. <laughs> Expense account submitted by Special Investigator Johnny Dollar, location New York City. To the Universal Adjustment Bureau, Hartford, Connecticut. Following is an accounting of expenditures during my investigation of the matter of the medium. Well done. Three people to look up immediately. First, Carol Sharp, wealthy heiress who insisted on a funny change in the beneficiaries of a whopping big life insurance policy. Second, a questionable character named Tony Ricardo, who was scheduled to be one of those beneficiaries. Third, in the same category as Tony, one Madame Celia Morgana Morgana, self-styled psychic medium. Instead, I huddle with Tommy Green, the broker who handled Carol Sharp's policy. But you haven't even seen Carol yet? Nope. Johnny, I can't stall off changing the beneficiaries of her policy much longer. You've got to do something about this. Because you don't like mediums? This one is a fake. Or you and... don't like playboys with foreign names. Listen, Johnny... I'm afraid that once she names them in her policy, her body will suddenly turn up floating around somewhere in the East River. But what if I find they're okay? In spite of the opinion of Sergeant Singer of the NYPD. What did he say? Oh, not much. But he hinted that when I meet Ricardo, I'd better be carrying a gun. Well, don't you see? That's exactly what I'm driving at. As for the medium, well, Tommy, you know as well as I do, there are a lot of perfectly legitimate, honest, spiritualist churches all over the Believe me, Johnny, if this one ever saw the inside of a church, it'd be a miracle. She's a fraud. How do you know? Ever met her? I know how these phonies operate. Ever met her? No, no, I haven't. I haven't the least idea where to look for her. That's why I sent for you. But you haven't even seen Carol yet. Now, look. Tommy, I've taken a place in her apartment hotel, the Bell Towers. Oh, you expense account, boys. And I'll meet her as soon as I can, in my own way. Meanwhile, I want you to do something for me. It'll help to get things moving, anything. Find out some more about the beneficiary she wants to cut off. Her mother and two brothers out in Marchant, Pennsylvania. Find out how they're doing financially, among other things. How, Johnny? Hire another investigator? I take it that you don't want them to know about it. Well, uh, why don't you cook up some kind of a news item about Carol, the local girl in the big city, and phone it into the local newspaper editor. Those small-town papers love that sort of stuff, and the editor will probably talk his head off about the family if you encourage him a bit. Hmm. What kind of a news item? Oh, anything that's harmless. Sounds like something you'd be better at than I am. Tommy, I've got other things to do. Plenty. Armed with the snapshot of Carol, I took a cab to the Bell Towers. And I hoped that somehow, and without making it too corny or obvious, I could figure a way to get next to Carol Sharp. As it turned out, it was both corny and successful. You see, the automatic elevator in the towers is a slow one.
3: Will you push the button for 12, please? Oh, surely,
2: miss. I'm only going to the...
3: What? What's the matter?
2: Uh, hmm?
3: Oh, I'm sorry. Here,
2: I'll push it. No, no, no I no. beg
3: your pardon. I, well,
2: I, I'm sorry, but I... Well, I can't believe this. Unless I'm psychic. Oh,
3: now, look, mister. This city is too big and sophisticated for... Is something wrong with you? You did want to get off on the 10th floor, didn't you?
2: Yes. Yes, I did.
3: Well, we're here. Floor 10, so... Mister, did somebody hypnotize you?
2: Hypnotize? Yes. Uh, No. Oh, Oh, please, miss, Uh, excuse me. It's... Well, it's just that I can't believe... Oh, I'm I'm terribly sorry. When I was a kid, I used to have a dream over and over again about a beautiful girl, and... Her name was Carol. What? The same dream over and over, and it... Well, it, it startled me just now because... Oh, well, because you look just like she did. Oh, but it's all nonsense, and I know it, and I apologize.
3: Carol, did you say?
2: Yes, but it was just a dream, and probably I just imagined that you resemble her, and I'm terribly sorry. I, I, I know what this must look like to you.
3: Yes. Like a veridical dream. What? a truth dream. It's a psychic phenomenon.
2: Oh, that. Well, I'm sorry, but I don't believe in that sort of stuff.
3: Oh? Well, it just happens that there are thousands of cases on record and by people of uh, reputation and responsibility. Oh,
2: sure, sure. But now, excuse me, and uh, again, I want to apologize for this, well, this embarrassing moment. Goodbye. I could see over my shoulder that she left the elevator door open until I'd gone into my suite across the hall. I sat down next to the broad window overlooking the East River, crossed my fingers and waited. Ten minutes. Fifteen. Uh, hello? Mr. Dollar? Yes, who's that?
3: This is Carol.
2: What?
3: Your dream girl? Hello?
2: Oh, I get it. I made a fool of myself in the elevator, and now you're rubbing it in.
3: No, I didn't mean it that way. I hope you don't think I'm being forward, but I'd like to talk with you. About your dream, I mean.
2: <laughs> What's that mean? And I was afraid you thought I was trying to pull a fast one in the elevator. But uh, how did you know who I am?
3: I just asked the desk clerk who was in 1013. My name is Carol Sharp.
2: Then it really is Carol. Well, that's amazing.
3: That's why I want to talk to you.
2: Well, there, uh, there's a nice cocktail lounge downstairs.
3: In half an hour?
1: In half an hour.
3: Bye.
2: Oh, uh, Dollar, you are a fast one. Now, let me see. Huh? Johnny Dollar? Randy Singer. Yeah, I want to know. Well, what's the matter? After what I've been talking to, this is a come-down. Now, what are you... T- oh, you met Carol Sharp, Sure huh? did. Uh-huh. Oh, look, I've, uh, set up the seance I promised you, uh... You'll want it now that you've uh, met the girl? Sure. I want to find out what this stuff is all about how those people operate and so on. Want to pick me up here at the towers?
1: Uh, Why don't you meet me here at headquarters and you can look over the
2: file on Tony Ricardo. Good idea. I'll be clear any time after six. Uh, Better make it around seven. I've got a date for cocktails. Are you uh, in town on a case or... uh... With Carol Sharp. say that Carol looked like a vision when she swept into the cocktail lounge would have been a gross understatement. Her light blue cocktail gown was probably from Hattie Carnegie, but its lines were simple and extreme, and it only served to accentuate the fresh, live figure and the natural beauty of the girl. Her blonde hair was drawn back tightly, and a silver-blooming stole was draped carelessly over her shoulder. If I'd put on an act when I stared at her in the elevator, believe me, this was no act now.
3: I hope you don't think me too brazen for having called you the way I did.
2: You have no idea how glad I am. Uh, will this be all right? Oh, fine. Thank you. I, uh I was afraid after that episode in the elevator, you might have thought I was just some lonely bachelor trying to find a date.
3: <laughs> are you a bachelor?
2: And I confirmed.
3: Well, you just haven't met the right girl.
2: <laughs> well, there are times like this when I think perhaps the Your order, sir? Uh, oh, sure, point killing. <laughs>
3: Uh, Sherry and bitters, please.
2: Sherry and bitters and VO over ice. Thank you,
3: sir. Be honest with me. Do I really look like the girl you used to dream about when you were a little boy? Or did you dream about a, a little girl your own age who just happened to bear some resemblance to me?
2: Well, no. No, you see... That's
3: very important. You see, if it really was a veridical dream... Well, you see, the phenomenon of precognition would be involved, too, so to speak.
2: Precognition? Yes.
3: You're now knowing me psychically before you could possibly know about me by any natural means. Uh, where have you lived most of your life?
2: Oh, all over. Here in New York, Hartford, Connecticut. Eastern
3: Pennsylvania? Oh,
2: no, never, except for an occasional trip to Philadelphia. But that wasn't until I was grown up.
3: Well, then you couldn't possibly have ever actually seen me because all my life I've lived in Pennsylvania, in, well, in the coal mining district. Well, uh. So your dreams of me must have been due to some supernatural cause.
2: Uh, There's Carol. no other
3: explanation. Well, is there?
2: Carol, I... Very little the lady and... Uh... Yeah, uh, thanks. I'll sign that. <laughs> Saved by the bell. Or rather by the waiter. I'm afraid I came awfully close to admitting to Carol that I'd trumped up the whole dream business just to meet her and talk with her. She was certainly half on the subject of things psychic and I'm afraid a natural sucker for anyone who wanted to capitalize on her gullibility... Beautiful, intelligent, well-educated, but, well, you'll see what I mean.
3: And although it's a terrible strain on her, these deep trances, I mean, I've received messages through her, Johnny, from my father. Through this medium. Yes, Madame Morgana Morgana.
2: And your father's dead?
3: He died three years ago.
2: <sighs> Charlie, yeah. are you sure about those messages?
3: Yes, Johnny, I'm sure. That's why I want you to go and see. See these things for yourself, will you? Will you go to her with me?
2: Now, don't swing at me, but at this point, I think I'd go anywhere with you.
3: Johnny, I'm serious. I I want to tell her about you anyway, and the veridical dreams.
2: Well, all right. When?
3: I'll call her tonight, and perhaps we can see her tomorrow night, all right?
2: Yeah. Carol, I don't want to seem suspicious, but... Uh, yes? Don't tell her anything about me, except that you're bringing me along.
3: Oh, no. No, of course not. She wouldn't let me anyway. That's the way the fraudulent mediums work.
2: Oh, There are frauds
3: among them? Oh, plenty of them. You know, they get the information from some mutual friend and pretend they're getting it from a supernatural source.
2: And she doesn't?
3: I'm sure of it.
2: So far, so good. I'd met Carol Sharp. I'd convinced her in a snide sort of way that I was intrigued with this psychic phenomena business. I was well on the way to meeting the medium who had sparked this whole case... And later tonight, thanks to Sergeant Randy Singer of the NYPD, I'd attend a seance calculated to be my first step in finding out how the phonies in the racket impressed their customers. There was just one more person to meet, Tony Ricardo, whom Carol wanted to name, along with the medium, as beneficiary of her big insurance policy. By the time Carol and I finished cocktails, I was sorry I'd made any plans for the evening. But I was already late for my meeting with Randy at headquarters. I took Carol back to her penthouse and then dropped into my own suite to pick up a top coat. Somebody had shoved a note under my door. Mr. Johnny Dollar, if you value your life, you'll stay away from Carol Sharp. It was unsigned.
0: Now, here's our star to tell you about tomorrow's intriguing episode of this week's story. Tomorrow, I find out a thing or two about
2: a killer and about a medium not so well done. Join us, won't you? Yours truly... Johnny Dollar.